You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Man, I don't know if I said this before. I really love my intro beat. That is so fire. Yo, it's Al Mega, Comic Crusaders Podcast. Thank everybody for tuning in. I'm about to have a great time because I got two amazing actors right here, yo. Two amazing. That's right. That's right. Let me say these people are doing their thing. Let me introduce first the lady in the house, the one and only. She is an acting teacher at the Music Mountain Theater. She's also an actress on this show we're about to talk about today called Dark Time. The one and only Morgan Terrain. What up, homie? How you doing? Hello, thank you so much. I love the intro, it's fire. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're about to start jamming in the club, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you can see me in the video, but I was like, oh my God. You're getting ready, right? Yeah. Let's introduce to also our partner today in the business that we're going to be chatting with about this amazing project. I mean, Charles is a South Beach native, apparently native, apparently one of the few, because not many people move there, they don't apparently grew up there. So I can't wait to talk about this. But, but uh, this dude has an amazing journey through Sports Illustrated, through, through some Fox shows, doing everything, yo. I'm proud to have the one and only, El Señor Supremo, El Señor Mr. Charles Venturi. <laughs> hey. Thank you, Al. Thank you okay, so much. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. This is awesome. Yeah, well, I want to have a good time, yo, because you guys got some stuff, man. Charles is a vet, Morgan the New Jack. I mean, we got two different perspectives over here. I love it. This is going to be a fun little show. <laughs> yo, and Samantha, yo, shout out. Samantha. Hey, I want you, Sam. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, yo, let's go, Morgan. <laughs> hey. You know what's funny, Morgan? I grew up in Brooklyn, and the street that I'm, I grew up on is called Morgan Avenue. Nice. Very nice. I, I, I see my name everywhere. Apparently, okay. Yeah. Was, was my avenue named after you before you even born? They knew you were going to be a future legend, apparently. What's going yeah. on here? And so did the show, so <laughs> everything's just a saying of my upcoming greatness. All right, so let, 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 let's get in. Let's get in. Let's get into it, people. Uh, you know, you guys got this awesome show called Dark Time. You know, a big shout out to Dan. You know, for hooking this up. I mean, uh, his last name is killing me right now. The way he goes by, right? What is it, it's Dan. Uh, Dan. But but he goes here, Dan Tachyon. Am I right there? That's his TikTok. But I, he goes yeah. by Dan Buck. Yeah. Dan Buck. Dan Buck, because he don't give up. Hey, let me not say that <laughs> name right now. Because he's, he's doing some awesome. Yeah, he's doing some awesome stuff right now with you guys. I mean, you guys are, you know, are actors on this. So let's talk about first the journey before we get into this amazing project you guys are doing. So let's talk to the vet. Yo, Mr. Charles, bro, talk about your journey, man. Where you from? Where you grew up at? Let me know. Sorry, I had myself muted. I don't even know how I did that. Um, so like I said, I'm a South Beach native. Grew up in Miami. Um, my dad had a motel on Ocean Drive back before it was cool. Oh, yeah, South Beach. Yeah, so that's where oh, I grew shit. up. And, what a uh, good life you must have had. <laughs> of the ocean. You know, that's what I remember most about growing up there. It was it was people, all, you know, all people at all times when you're a hotel kid, and the ocean. Those were my two big influences. Gotcha, gotcha. What about you, Morgan, where you grew up at? 
So, um, actually, did you watch any of Dark Time at all, by chance? Uh, a little bit. It's, it's a tad. It's a bit oh. of flavor and a taste, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be as surprised. It's just as our listeners when you guys explain about it, but it was awesome. There's was a lot of information in it. It actually brings up my hometown. I grew up in Flemington, New Jersey, where the Lindbergh trial actually there happened. Is. Oh. So, yeah. Um, I grew up in Flemington. Um, my home life growing up wasn't the best. Um, the typical, you know, um, divorced parent household, single child. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, um, my dad was a single parent for a while. Um, but the pharmaceutical industry is not my not my friend. And um, <laughs> I'm just going to leave That's some breadcrumbs. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Um, but, yeah, just acting, I found out. In middle school, basically, my dad wanted me to play sports, and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And growing up, I always kind of played characters and stuff like that. So to escape basically all the craziness of my life, I would dive into art and creating characters. And I actually grew up living with my grandparents, and I was always at their house. And I actually, a couple times for my family, would imitate them. And they'd bring over people, and they'd be like, wait, watch us watch my granddaughter play us. And I just you know, <laughs> raid their closet. I did whatever I wanted there. That's okay. <laughs> so, all right. So here you're growing up, man. So what was your first kind of parallel to anything pop culture related? Who kind of kind of put you onto it? Um, yeah, you. <laughs> if, anything, if anything, it would just be, I don't even know, my friends or myself. My mom actually was a big Alice in Wonderland collector, and I'm a big video game person. So growing up, she had this one game, Alice Madness Returns. I don't know if you have heard of it. Never heard of this. What is this? What platform? (laughs) Yeah, it's dark. It's dark, and it's creepy, and it's about, like, just – it's basically the story of Alice in Wonderland, and it deals, like, with mental health. And for some reason growing up, I attached myself to this game. So that's kind of my spit into pop culture because that's how I got into video games. And I love video games where they're just storytelling and just that's kind of what got me into acting. Because I also wanted to make video games at some point. And then I was like, uh, I'm just always Great. acting, so I think I'll get to that. Acting, interesting. But hold on on that. So, Charles, how about you, man? What was that first taste of pop culture in your young life? College, I think, you know, where I, you know, I grew up in Miami and was more an athlete in uh, in high school. Okay, you weren't into that nerd shit. <laughs> well, no, no, I was going to say I was, uh, I was on the outer cusp of the cool kids and trying to get in with okay. that and, and, and work through athletics. And then it wasn't until I got to college that, you know, started to go to some theater and experience that and, and had a girlfriend that was interested in it. And we took some pictures and I ended up getting a movie in Atlanta, which was actually oh, my shit. first role. And uh, it's a film Wait, called How Tuck easy was it to get? Uh, I, it wasn't easy. I definitely had to dive deep. Uh, and I guess – I had the right look for it, and it was opposite Patsy Kensett. It's called Kleptomania, oh, and uh, my character gets killed at the beginning. <laughs> so it was really dramatic, and it was a night shoot, and, and guys in masks and all this stuff, and mm. uh, it, was, it was cool. It was a neat experience, and after that, I was like, man, this is this is something I need let to look into. Let me tell you, man, that's one movie I'd be afraid to do as a brown person. And Let me do a movie in the middle of the night wearing masks. Like, I'm probably right. going to And my character was Latin. His name was Pico. Oh, yeah, Pico! And he gets killed in the beginning, and I'm so gonna yeah. I'm gonna for one hour. So you look Latino, <laughs> but and you're not Latino though, right? No, Italian, Italian. Italiano. Yeah. What about you, We're the Morgan? original Latins. What about you, Morgan? What's your background? 
Oh, jeez, I'm white as anything. I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm Irish. That's what a morning to you, right, type of joint. <laughs> I remember I, when I was trying to go into the Marines, and that, that little motherfucker woke me up at 5 o'clock in the morning, told him, my top of the morning till you get up every week, body. I'm like, mother, like, in some pan. I'm like, you mother effer, I'm about to beat Irish her Catholic. ass. Irish <laughs> All right. So, uh, Charles, you started getting into the the real journey. Like, here yeah. you are, you know, you're doing things, you know, in the college level. When did it start getting really serious? So, yeah, after I booked that movie, I said I'd better get some training. And that's when I went, I, you know, I graduated college. I went home to Miami, and I studied at Florida International University. Okay. And I auditioned for a Shakespeare um, play. And I got into an advanced acting class. That shit is tough, bro. Yeah. And uh, literally, I, I, I had a monologue, I think, from Mark Anthony, you know, from Julius Caesar. And that was, like, the one thing I remembered. Not the Southie single, Mark Anthony, guys. <laughs> Not the Southie single. And so I, I busted that out, got the part, and then was in an advanced acting class. And I remember, you know, they asked us to do to do a scene on, on stage and – and to dig deep, and he kept saying, you're speaking to, you know, 400 people, now 1,000, now 10,000 people, and just kept going bigger and bigger. And he said, stop. And he turned to the rest of the audience, and he said, you see that? That stage presence. And I just felt so encouraged by this class and the support I got from this teacher that I moved out to L.A. and decided to give it a whirl and out there and took more classes and kept going and oh, kept going. Wow. Wow. What a dream. So, and you moved to L.A. and just said, I'm going to follow this passion. Yeah. Yeah, didn't even Holy have a place shit. to stay. I, I, I crashed on a kid's couch and then another what? kid's floor. Yeah. What? So you were just crashing? Did you know these people? Uh, I didn't. I had a, <laughs> I had one person I knew wow. for MTV, and what I sent out my car to her house, and I said, hey, I'm going to come stay with you. And she goes, uh, no, you're not. You can't crash with me. I'm like, okay, then. So literally somebody else introduced me to this kid, Brett, who was also an actor. He's like, yeah, you can stay with me. So I lived on Brett's couch for a month. Bumped wow. into another guy I knew, and he's like, hey, you can crash with me. He slept on his floor for a month. You were the guy in the couch on half-baked without baking. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> now you know where it comes from, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was yeah, you know. Morgan, I hope your journey wasn't as difficult as this. I actually consider you to be very lucky, Charlie, because <laughs> I've never been able to go out to L.A., I've had to actually, my, none of my family actually was interested in theater. My family wanted me to go to school for science. So I and never went. a job, right? So I started when I was 17 at Music Mountain Theater. We were doing um, shows outdoors. So I actually got to do, I got most of my experience through them. So I love Music Mountain Theater. So I will push them through and through. They're located in Lambertville. But I started out with them <laughs> doing, um, I got to do Fiddler on the Roof in the middle of the woods. I got to do Hair in the Middle of the Woods. I got to yeah. do the Woods, Sweeney Todd. So I was with them until they moved indoors. But at that same time, I was still going to school for communications and working. So I technically had three jobs. And I was still, hey, and still living at my parents' house. So through them, once we went indoors, I they asked me to teach improv. And through that is where I just kind of... Through teaching, I discovered so much. So there was at one point when I was at community college for acting, doing I was rehearsing for Spelling Bee, also rehearsing for Sweeney Todd and Shrek. No, Shrek was open, but I was doing three shows at one time. So I was like, excuse my French, but balls deep in all of these projects. And I was like, I love this. And at the same time, my parents were like, you're not going to go to school for it. 
So I moved on to TCNJ for communications, where I studied uh, TV, radio, film, of which now I can make all my own projects, so it's even Woo! better. So I don't just have to be. I don't need to, people. She's my girl. I was in her student film, of which was absolutely phenomenal. And obviously, Dan has been able to give me all this experience. And just because you're not out in L.A. doesn't mean you're not getting all this awesome work. I also got to do, through Music Mountain Theater this year, um, I got, I have a nomination for a non-speaking role through the Fantastics. Wow. I was on stage for the whole time. So I usually have, like, four or five projects going on. Oh, I'm also in the process of doing a small-town movie for the town of Clinton, They've also been awesome. The Red oh Mill. Coming out a woman day. after my heart. Keeping so busy. Oh, crazy. yeah. I love and it. My you boyfriend are an also does the same morning. thing. I got him involved. The fact that you even name after my hood and you're kicking ass like this, it's like, damn, I'm so inspired right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is a, you hear this, folks? You see this lady kicking ass right here? This young lady, she is murdering things. So, yo, so... Charles, you, yes. going back to you a little bit. Talk about this whole journey you've had, because you know, I understand you've been on Sports Illustrated, you've done Fox shows. I mean, you've been doing some some things in your life, man. You know, with this journey. Of- yeah, uh, you know, so when I was in L.A. pursuing the acting career, I got some host auditions as well. And hosting scares the hell out of most actors because it's a lot of times unscripted and you've got to dig deep in yourself and, and think on your feet. I would think that's easier than, than reading lines. Yes and no. A lot of actors like it to be laid out for them. And they, yeah, um, not they me, don't, brother. Let me do this well, just fucking straightforward. Let's have a good Well, you're time. looking too. You're our host. You were set up for this. You, know? <laughs> I mean, you got this. That's I'm true. ready. I'm ready to be for the stage, brother. Let me get words. Let's get a portal rock on stage. Let's do it. Yeah, but anyway, I, I started doing a little bit of hosting out there, and I really liked it because um, I like people a lot. Like I said, grew up in a hotel, hotel kid. I'll talk to anybody about anything. I love and, it. Um, and, yeah, just got really lucky. I had booked a few things, and then this guy from Sports Illustrated came out. He said, listen, it's the 50th anniversary of the magazine. We're doing a tour, and we need a host, probably two hosts, to break it up because it's a year-long adventure. We're taking you out on the road, and every weekend you'll be at a different sporting event. We're going to build the stage, and you'll be playing games with the audience and pumping them up for that sporting event. And, and he talked to me about my love of sports and what I could bring Ooh. to the table and ended up booking it, and it ended up being a fantastic year-long adventure on the road with SI. My dude, I mean, fantastic. I mean, you spoke to legends. You even spoke to the GOAT. I mean, <laughs> I'm a New York Giants fan, and I hate to say this shit, but Tom Brady is the GOAT. So, I mean, how, did you, how, how, how was that? <laughs> Morty's smile, yeah, uh, you got to admit it. I know nothing about sports. I just smile at the names, and <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he is the GOAT, Al. We got to know what you think. Yeah, yeah, but, but the you know, Giants got his number twice. Oh, absolutely, because we're the Giants. You Fuck guys you, are the, Patriots. You're the Brady I hate killer. you guys. Yeah, but I love it. So, you know, you know I mean, so, besides Brady, I mean, what have been kind of the highlights in that interviewing a section of you in that one year. Oh, for sure. No, David Robinson in, mm. in, uh, in San Antonio. Talk to him about and, – and you know what? I, I always ask these guys, what do they like to cook? You know, these guys uh, get athlete questions all the time. Let me talk to them about food and this and that. I love it. And, um, yeah, so I would come with different stuff. So I got to interview a lot of people, Olympic athletes and that sort of thing. Now, normally, 
an athlete of Tom Brady's status would have been interviewed by a journalist from Sports Illustrated. Somehow yeah. it fell to me. Woo! I read, I read up, I read up Joe Namath's biography. I had all sorts of stuff prepared, and I and I brought it, and um, we had a great interview. And I still asked him about when he, you know, what he likes to cook. He goes, "Man, I don't cook. My roommate does. I do the cleaning." I'm like, "That's cool, buddy." So we had a really he's great. He's the king. Yeah, he's the goat. What does he cook? Yeah, this was a while ago. This was, you know, early in his career, and okay. so um, pre Giselle and pre marriage and all that good stuff. So, oh man, no Giselle oh, wow. that Brazilian food over there. But I'll tell you real quick. So, you know, this was in um, Kensington Plaza there in, in in Boston, and then the next day, Sports Illustrated hooked me up, and I got tickets to a Red Sox game. Ooh. And some guy came up to me at the Red Sox game and said, "Hey, nice job yesterday." So I felt really Ooh. proud of that moment. That somebody had watched what I did with Tom and uh, and called me out on it. That so. was kind of like that that firm stamp, like yo, people yeah. respect and see what I'm doing. Yo, yeah, bro. exactly. Because I wasn't a sports journalist. I wasn't you know a writer for SI. Amazing. I was just this lucky host that got this gig. And most of the times I was trying to be funny on stage, and here I had to be serious. And there, you know, it was Tom Brady. It was a huge audience in Boston. You know, I yeah, couldn't just well. be like, hey, Tom, so what's it like to be a quarterback? You know, yeah. I had to really – How do you like throwing balls around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, had to, I had to, you know, I had to deliver. And so I felt proud that, yeah, you know, those, that Boston market is tough. You know, they would call me out. If I was a punk, they would have said, hey, you know, crappy my job. My brother, buddy. I lived in Massachusetts <laughs> for several years as a Giants fan. You know, and my keychains and everything, I had Giants gear, and they would just give me shit. And oh, I would sure. always ask, kind of answer them like you would. It's like, well – Remember who beat your ass? Mm-hmm. Remember who stopped you? <laughs> they really hated me that I almost got kicked out of the store once. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Yeah, in mass, this is how serious they are. They, they, yo, they're really serious. Like, don't you dare talk about them in vain. <laughs> so, Morgan, man, how is the football life on your side? <laughs> She's like, I'm scared. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know anything about football. <laughs> uh, no, no. But, but, okay, so talk about you not breaking in. You breaking in. I mean, how is that, yo? I mean, what type of journey did you really partake in? What were the lessons that you, you, you were kind of, you know, going upon as you were stepping in? You guys are watching it, basically. You guys are okay. watching the process. Like, I I'm see people, like, wow. showing you love, you know I mean? They're talking about this shot right here, for example, with the Red Mill movie, and that you're the best, yo. Let's go, Morgan. I mean, you, know, you said you're only starting. <laughs> you know, this is supposed to because you said you're only starting, but apparently you you leave an effect on people. It's not but as exactly, your friends. But, but you that's, that's part of the game that, that, that I'm trying to do here is that, like, it's not about how fast you get up. It's the foundations and the connections you make. It's about yeah. – as you said, creating content that people can relate to and love. Mm. It's funny because the two people on that are watching right now, we had a creative meeting the other night so we can make our own stuff. And it's just like finding those people that you relate to and even doing it with like a zero budget. And it's just the passion that you guys are and finding it, on. You don't need exactly. You don't need a budget to create something you love. You know, what I mean, exactly. if you guys put it together. If you believe in it, it's gonna pop. So I guess I said what I said because I'm not at Charlie's level, but you're right. Like, we're making it happen. It's funny because I chose this location because this is where I I shot. I shot all of Dark Time within the family. Really? That's what I shot For every – there were times where I would have to shoot from 9 to 10 and then have work at 11 and just reassemble the bathroom and be like, okay, I got to go to work, and I'm going to work at Kohl's. I got to put on my customer service base after I just pretended I was trapped in here for like an hour. 
But that's why we do it. And I love it. And it's awesome to work with Charlie. And Dan has just been amazing. Because I also work with Dan for other projects as well. Really? Hey, we're going to get into that in a minute. But you mentioned it. Let's let's segue into that, baby. Dark time. So... Uh, let's get into it, ladies first here. You're talking about, you know, give me give me what you believe. What is dark time? Dark time? What What isn't dark time? Um, <laughs> what is dark time? Dark <laughs> scientific 17-episode episodic, I guess, that leads – I don't want to give too, too much away because there's a lot of information um, – that leads – do you hear the story of me getting kidnapped – and Charlie having to coax me into writing a book that will save the world. My world. What? What? Charlie. But Charlie, there's three what? different timelines. Charlie, what are you doing here to this young lady in this show? It has to be done. It has to be done. Um, there are many, <laughs> just so you know, the world doesn't just happen on one singular timeline. It happens on multiple levels. And so Dark Time is exploring that. And where I am in the future, I'm reaching out to her to save the world by documenting the historical events. And if Ooh. things get messed up and she doesn't pull it all together, bad things are going to happen and both of our worlds will be destroyed, me in the future and her in the past, because everything's connected. So, and that's oh, what the show explores. So this, this sounds some really time-traveling like, you know, you don't F around because we're about to all die if you don't do it. I mean, not just now, but even then. <laughs> did you ever, because I know this is like, you know, pop culture um, podcast. Did you ever see the Bioshock series in this series at all? No, I have not watched the Bioshock, you know. Well, it's a video Possibly. game, and the newest one goes into all of this, basically. And it's funny Ooh. because when I auditioned with Dan, he's like, so improv scene for me about where you tell me about this crazy take on turn of events in the future. And I just basically referenced my favorite video game. And it's just really cool <laughs> into all this content because it's all based on true events that have like happened throughout life. Like he goes into the Lemberg trial and it's just so funny because like Ooh. I grew up there and he brings up like women's voting rights and all this different stuff. And it's just like really crazy, especially because Charlie, you know, had, he would send us outlines. Charlie knew what was going on. I didn't. <laughs> it's also all improv, so we didn't have, like, written lines. So everything yeah. in the podcast and in the that you watch is, like, genuine reaction. Because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> I, oh, I didn't realize that you didn't have my information or the timelines that I was going off of. I did, but I chose to ignore them. I only oh, wow. Interesting. And it's like, yeah. oh, Claire feels like, you know, she's getting sick. So I wanted it to be as genuine as possible. No, it comes across great. She's I a fantastic want, actress, guys. I want yeah. people to see. I mean, look how sick this looks. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh. Yeah. And that's a look into Bram's world. So, you know, my environment was this dark cave that I made out of my closet with you know, materials that I found in a gray old torn up blanket and a, oh, really? like a lamp next to me in a propane <laughs> tank and all oh, kinds God. of crazy stuff that I just kind of whipped up. And so that's where I would film my episodes, you know, my part of it. Oh, I love it, bro. I mean, and then yeah. at the end, you come out of the closet. And at one point, I'm like, I didn't know you shot in there. I didn't know the rest <laughs> of your house looked like that. <laughs> There's, yeah. there, there's so much great artwork in this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them right now to display 
Because you guys kind of kicked ass, at least in the concepts of what things are supposed to kind of look like in this, right? Mm-hmm. So did you have any input into at least the creative aspects of any characters? Is that all Dan? It was mostly Dan. There is a character that comes up later that is the the big monster that I guess you get to see that I actually made the costume and my boyfriend was the monster. So, your boyfriend is he really a monster? No, oh my God, not at all. He's a just you better be a good boy. Oh, come after you. I worked very hard to find him, so he's a wonderful man. <laughs> <laughs> I love we'll it. See him one day. Shout out to to your boy. He better Justin be a good Andrew, man because watching. the comic community will fuck your ass up if you treat this young lady bad. All right? Oh my God, he never will. <laughs> All right, I mean, I'm, 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 we're going to be the big brothers tomorrow in here, all right? Come on now. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah, funny because I, I used to frequent um, Comic-Cons and conventions all the time, so I love the what, comic book. And what type, um, of, what type of cons you have by you? I used to go to Monster Mania and Cherry Hill all the time, but it got a little bit too expensive, so. No, it's always expensive. Yeah. Only. I mean, them shits ain't cheap anymore. Yeah, it, it's they not, used but I to love be it. inexpensive, but again, you know, if you really love the culture, it, it you know you're gonna do what you're gonna do. So l- let me show off some pictures. Give me just a moment. Yeah, you know, oh god, p- people are just loving you. Look at this. That's my boyfriend. Oh, library <laughs> theater. There you go. You better you better be showing love for your ho- for your lady right here. Don't don't. Where's Charles' lady at? What's going on here? I know. I think she's in traffic. <laughs> that was awesome. Talk about what is the most fun experience either of you have had in recording uh, Dark Time. Um, either or. Go ahead. Ladies first. And I see Charles oh. being quiet, but ladies. Go ahead, lady. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the time where I had to eat the mac and cheese out of container. Mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. I, that's never a bad time for me. And, and because we had to think through everything, and I like doing everything very, like, as realistic as possible. So I'm okay. like, I, they wouldn't have given me a fork. And Dan's like, you can do what you want, I guess. So I'm starting to eat it with my hands. So it was all <laughs> like, in this crazy... Oh, my God. You know what? Not for nothing. I am a texture man. I do not want to dip my fingers in most Oh, you said you watched it? Yeah. Yep. Scooping it into my mouth. Oh God! I mean, I it's mean, cute. I actually. We human beings. I don't want to do no shit with my hands. It's just, no, it's, just, it's just so nasty. It tastes good. Oh, it's mac and cheese. It will always taste good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want to show some cats. I mean, who is this? Who's Ombre? Um, that is a character that hasn't been released yet. We are oh, on yet. Release episode 7, episode 8 is coming out, and he hasn't been revealed yet. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Oh. But that's the character that I made the costume for that my boyfriend was. You did that, and that's basically a man. You're a scary dude, homie. I'm sorry. I will never do anything. I will never talk bad about you. I love you. <laughs> oh, and, and talk about this character. Look at that. Yeah, so some of these, you know, the fantasy part of it are the villains and heroes okay. from the future time travel through wormholes through these caves back into the present 
and present and even further past than, than, than where Morgan or Claire, her character is, to interrupt the timelines. Okay. So there are these fantasy characters, either it's, you know, it's a half-fish woman or, you know, Ooh, the woman that's kind of like the ant woman, things like that, and, and they'll try to interrupt. Praying Mantis say that. that one for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, Praying Mantis looking, right? So she is, you know, she'll prey upon somebody to stop history from happening or to change the outcome oh. of history, and then there will be other characters that, try to stop that person and so there's this whole intermixing of the present that's and the past very dothamist street fighter I think this is like an Inca an Inca god or a mm. Mayan god or something like that yeah and I need some eatings like that too. Yeah. I need me some eatings like that I would wear those alright yeah those are dope oh shit yo I've never seen a giraffe anamorphic I mean you this is hitting the money who is this? These characters come from a place called Zeusenia, of which Charlie can now talk about. <laughs> Charlie, tell me, Charlie, talk to me. Who is so this that's what, Yeah, in the future where my character is, that's what we call Earth. It has now become Zeusenia. And so these okay. fantasy creatures now populate it. So they're everywhere. So Where? humans are just one of the just one of the races that are mixed in, in Zeusenia. Oh, shit. And so we're just another species on the planet. We're just you know, another not, species. Not just on my animals, but are we still top of the food chain based no. on this? No. We're in oh. hiding. And that's why my character's in his dark closet, hiding out in my dark cave. World. You hear this, folks? We're no longer top of the food chain. This that's is so scary cool. shit. Yeah. And that's why we got to save the timeline so that we survive, so that humans don't get annihilated and wiped out. So at the end of the day, that's, that's the purpose of saving the timeline, so we're no, we're no longer top of the food chain, but we are, like, you know, we are the food chain, right? Like, you know, we're the yeah. top boss. Yeah. Ooh. So history continues and we survive. So how did you not. guys feel when Dan approached you about this project? You know, uh, let me start again with the lady in the house. Oh, I loved it. It was right down my alley. Like, as I said, like, I actually am a big fantasy person, I, all of my favorite video games are, deal with kind of pushing those boundaries of reality into the possibilities of things not being what they seem, because I also believe a lot of history is obviously like that, because we are taught one thing, but then as you get older, you find out that history and truth. If I had the truth. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's a kind of fun part about Dark Time, that it kind of, expand your mind to think like oh my god wait this deals a lot with things that have actually happened like i know that these are animal people but like maybe part of it is true because even parts when i was acting i was just like i don't know what's real sometimes (laughs) which sounds silly but like again my imagination is so crazy that like i had to allow myself to you know believe all this stuff and it's a lot of fun (laughs) Yeah, totally. And, and and that's it, you know, for me as well. When Dan approached me with it, he was like, what do you think about this? And that's where, and if you watch the first episode, that's where it starts out, where Bram's, you know, Bram talks to the audience. Right. It's like, I'm going to tell you what's really going on. What if this happened like this? What if that happened? What if this? That's the reality of it. And it just pulls the audience in, hopefully, and people really dig it. And then it, it, then it just spirals from there as our characters connect. And I find Claire, and I reach out to her and implore her to write the story of history and tell her the different timelines and what's going on and just the way both of our worlds get intertwined. Yeah. So how did you guys even connect with Dan to get involved in the project? Uh, I found it through um, 
through a casting audition uh, through backstage. Oh. Oh, put it out on backstage. Out. Oh, yeah. Dan was taking this serious, doing some real, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, and it was like sci-fi project, serious, yeah. looking for an actor and an actress, and uh, yeah, we were lucky enough to win the jobs. Same I, was, I think I was one out of, like, 20 girls. Damn, word? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah check you out. How, how about you? What was that number like for you? I don't know. I don't know. I actually feel like I got the job, and then I was lucky enough to participate with the actresses in the auditions, and Morgan really shined. You know, oh. it was neat, neat to be, you know, to be auditioning with them okay. and to see the way she delivered it, and it was just so real. So and that was it? Unbelievable, yeah, and because you, you saw by comparison some of the girls that weren't quite as good. And was there a particular a moment in, in, in her casting that you said, "Okay, she got this"? Was there that moment for you? Just the whole thing was real. Just oh, the emotions, okay. the connection. Check you Everything Dan said to her, and he was coaching. You know, he was directing us as we did the scene together. And hey, do this, do this, and she just took direction really well and was great at improv. You That's could see that she's a pro. And, uh, yeah, she won it. So, so more than that. A, a fun fact about that audition? Yeah, what? I think that's the one I did while I was living on a porch during quarantine. A I think porch. I was outside for that audition. What do you mean living on a porch? So during quarantine, you know, I was living in my parents' house for the longest time, and, you know, I it just decided I wanted to move out. So I moved in with my boyfriend, who was also taking care of his family, and he comes from a very similar background, so – um, we found the porch as a place of solace because his his brother <laughs> was he was in college. <laughs> so we wanted to give him his space, and everybody had a room. And we're like, you know what? So we set my Xbox out on the deck, and it's it's basically a room without a wall. So we basically kind of set up out there, and we did a whole bunch of auditions out there. And I think that that my final callback was done outside because I think I yeah. remember. Like, <laughs> looking through the cracks of the porch and being like, I hope the neighbors don't call the police. <laughs> oh, shit. I love it. I love it. See, people, this is the journey of people trying to break into the business. Like, yeah, you know, wherever you get the opportunity to be able to showcase yourself to do that, you know, real, whatever it is, is just do it. I love yeah. it. You guys are and passionate about your craft. Thank you. And you really had to be because we filmed this, you know, she's in her house, I'm at my house, and Dan and how far it's apart like, are you guys? <laughs> yeah, 3,000 miles. I don't know, yeah. 1,500 miles. Um, and Dan's directing us on a Zoom call, basically. And it's That's both his actors. Thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, guys, here's the scene. Bram, take it away. And I would kind of lead. And then she would react. And, and we would do it. And then we'd get some direction and change things a little bit. And, you know, we're filming ourselves with our phones as well as our Zoom call. So how do you feel about that? Is that something you guys were comfortable with doing? I mean, this is so different, I would think, than doing a traditional, you know, on-set type of shit. Here you Absolutely. are like, on the internet. Like, yeah. what the hell? like nothing, like nothing I've ever done before. <laughs> you know, it was it was very demanding and hard, and and just getting the yeah. sound right. And he's like, "Don't play the performance to the Zoom call. Play it to your camera." And oh, so damn. we really had to be, you know. Yeah, it's just a different kind of acting. Really, really Morgan, do you feel the same? Yeah, it was funny because I'm also on my laptop that we shot it with, so I have Charlie, like, down below his face so I could, like, look at him but also, like, glance at my phone. So it was like I could see <laughs> Charlie out of my peripheral but also look at my phone, and it was nuts. It was – and, of course, I love this stuff because you can see how much 
of our heart we put into it because it was all of us trying to just get the best product out there yeah. and just like use all of our resources. And I was actually in one other project this past year called TikTok Famous with Steve Oakley from the real world. And that was also oh, done shit. on. You were part of that? Wait, did you hear about that? What? Wait, wait, you telling me though. I wasn't you on the real world. I wasn't oh. on the real world. But you were dealing with director from the real world that wanted to do the same thing as Dan and had a okay. whole bunch of different people like the office scenarios. Oh. And I did it with my boyfriend. It was cute. And it was a nice project. But this experience with Dan was just a whole other level, especially because we had to meet Sunday mornings. And, like, okay. it was just, like, with our schedules because we're all professionals. We're all working. Like, it was just nice for the three of us. We got day jobs. We got our hobbies. We got our family life. I mean, too much things. Incorporate. But we all came together that. for it, and it was awesome. Love it. Love it. Look at you. What about you, Dan, man? I mean, any type of opportunity like that? No. Nothing quite like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, more, we're hoping I mean, that cool stuff comes out of this. You know, we want to keep it going. Yeah. And, and, and it really – we're both sci-fi fans, but now we really want to, you know – Hope this, so, we have so, great things for Dark Souls. So, yeah. I, I got to ask you, what would be the ultimate end goal for this? I mean, a movie, a series, all of Black Mirror, animation. Yeah. I mean, what, what what would you guys want out of this at the end of the day? Let me start with for, Charles. For me, a, a series, absolutely, because I feel like a movie has closure to it. And what was neat about this is every episode changed a little bit and developed a little bit. And I feel like the story evolved. And even uh, more so than Dan's original yeah. vision, because as we brought things to it, and like Morgan said, she helped develop that character. She got her boyfriend to play the character. So now we've got that yeah. in, infused into the story. Mm-hmm. And so she's in danger. So it's not just her and I talking about this stuff. Now we've got a whole behind the scenes of what her world is like. And so I think that if we could make this into a true series, even if it was just on the Internet or streaming, it would be awesome. And I think that Dan Buck is so creative and – Working with Morgan, uh, it would be an honor, and it'd be really great. And I feel like oh, the sci-fi yeah. audience would really dig it as it evolved. I really feel you. I really feel your energy on that, man. It's like you really real about that. I just want to smile on your fucking ear to ear here. Like that's I really cool. feel you really believe in this project, and I love it, man. I mean, that's what it takes to actually make something like this really take off when you have people that that really have that that heart in it. And I, you know, I, I feel that energy. For Dan, as, as somebody that has my own project, so Dan, bro, you really blessed by having Charles and Morgan, yo. Uh, wow, such great energy. So Morgan, talk to me. What are you emotions behind this and being involved in something like this? Charlie said it probably the best way, and I'm on <laughs> everything that you said, from the episode to be able to work with you again to just everybody getting involved and Dan being amazing. Like, I've already expressed how much I love this project, that, like, that – yeah, it'd be amazing. And even just the fact that, like, we have done it at such a base level that, like, it'd be awesome to get, you know, obviously some more production behind it to be able to bump it up to the next level because that's honestly all it needs. Yeah. It has everything it's else. It's With the talent behind it, like, you guys, it's a wrap, yo. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> that's all it really is, yo. It's just a matter of time with the right person understanding what you guys are doing, like, yo, and this is what we need. Again, you guys are bringing fun, escapism, and everything to the game with this project, which is what we need nowadays, to be mm-hmm. honest. 
Now, I hate getting it political, but it's just a matter of, like, you know, not being political, but, you know, we need to escape sometimes. We need to have fun. We need to yeah. get away from this crazy world we're living in nowadays. I mean, every day is COVID and another fucking variant. You know, what's the yeah. next one? Megatron, Optimus Prime, you know, Bumblebee, yeah. what is it? I don't know. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, uh, and how did you guys? I mean, in recording this with COVID and all, I mean, how was that experience? And I'll start with Charles on here. How was this experience? You know, during the COVID, having to record this and do and, and it, work it was, this way. Yeah, it was nice and challenging at the same time. So it was nice that we had a project in the midst of COVID where there were no other auditions that weren't remote, and the film industry hadn't started back up again, and theaters weren't open. And so to be able to still work as an actor was amazing. Mm. But like we said, it was challenging because I'm filming in my closet. She's filming in her bathroom. And <laughs> on a Zoom call. <laughs> and we did our own costumes and set and just, you know, that dark, you know, and to, to make sci-fi happen well without, you know, without a production team behind you, without, you know, a set decorator and, and, and costume decorators and all those magical people that make, yeah. you know, make a traditional sci-fi series fly. For just you know the basically the and that's because you've had that experience though because Morgan is still young in the game. Have you had that type of experience where you've had that type of team and shit? I was gonna say I have again with Sam who's watching. I also was the actress for her film, but I also do um, special effects makeup. So I got Ooh. if COVID didn't happen, I would still be doing live theater. COVID mm. shut everything down, and I went, "You're not gonna get me." That's when I signed up for backstage and I got these auditions. And my theater still opened back up, and we did reviews, and it was awesome, and, like, I did little stuff for them. Um, but this was just, like, this got me to here, basically. And even being able to do, like, the smaller production stuff, like, being your own, like, makeup person, because, like, that's how you learn everything. Like, yeah. and that's how you learn to respect people on set, and that you're not just, like, the hoity-toity main actress who's just going to walk by everybody. Like, if people need help, like, I don't know, if I was on a bigger production, I would just say, you need help, I'm there. Like, this is, like, where I want to be. So, like, being able to do these, like, projects at such, like, a raw but professional, in my opinion, level is is just phenomenal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, guys, tell me, what's the future of Dark Time? How many more episodes we got on this baby? Ten. What's out now, and how many yeah. more we got? Um, yeah. Seven just came out, so technically ten, because there's 17 total. Okay. Got, ooh, ten more to go, man. Uh, and what's the plan going forward? Are we going to get a sequel to this? Is there any more dark time coming after this, you know, for 17 episodes? We talked we about tease? it. Oh, it, okay. It's just a tease I'm talking about. It's like Charles is checking. Can I, can I say Yeah. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It, it, I ends, it ends with about. a twist, and hopefully we'll be able to keep it going. It all depends on, on also people picking it up, too, and how much, you know, people want to view it. Because, I mean, we're all passionate about it, and we try to tell whoever we can. And now you're on board, and hopefully other people are, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I want to watch it. But, like, I mean, I, I watched it just the other day, and I think it's awesome. There are so many great new moments. I don't know if you've seen all of it, Charlie, but there have been some cute moments and just, like, some moments where I'm just like, we did that? So hopefully other people can pick it up and, like, be, like, appreciate it for what we did as well. Yeah. No, for real. It's just neat to see how it came out because that's, yeah. that's you know, the magic, you know, what Dan did behind the scenes. 
So we start every episode right here, though, right? At darktime.com? Yep. yep. Yeah. Hey. yeah. And so, and, and the cool thing about the stream is you could go back and watch them again. Perhaps you missed something or you wanted to see that first episode Ooh. again. What are you up. trying to say? There's a lot of Easter eggs that you're going to have to review each and every time. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot Ooh. of information. As we talked about, there's three different timelines, and each one is similar, but each one change, changes, and there are people who have effects on different timelines. Hey. I had to write it all down, and even I got confused, like, as I said. Those <laughs> <laughs> and all. But they're really not that long. They're like five to seven minutes each. So you can just like breathe through them. Love it. So you got 17 episodes, 17 minutes each. We're about, then that means that seven, you know, 17, you know, we got a little bit over an hour of content, right? Mm-hmm. You know, overall. Oh, man, that's nice, man. I mean, yeah, over an hour and, and a half, actually. Artwork, too. There's tons of yeah. artwork. Ooh. Right, because that all came later. Are we going to get a comic, too, or what? What's going on here? I see so much. <laughs> That's true. you got to talk to Dan about that. As Samantha said, this sounds super cool and mysterious. <laughs> yes, it does. I haven't showed her any of it yet, so. <laughs> you guys are mad shady about this. I love it. <laughs> it is, but this is Dan. This is the way of what you guys are doing. I live it. Again, it's stories from the future. Because if you tell us our future, then, you know, you know, we're going to try and prevent it, but it's already set in stone, so we can't try and change anything. How dare us? Sure. <laughs> but is it really set in stone? Or is uh, everything yeah, I, fluid? But again, you, uh, I, you know what? Oh, I, I lo- All right, you're fucking with me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm also a wee head here. I'm a wee head here, and now I finished working a blunt before this, and I'm, uh, I'm lost in many thoughts here. So, oh, so if something oh, in the future is lost, in, if something in the future is kind of set in stone, how can you tell me it's fluid? It, it's supposedly, you know, your destiny is set in stone, which means that your future is set in stone. <laughs> so how can you tell me how could change that narrative anyway? Because you people from the, I'll tell you, because people from the future in Zeusenia can travel back in time and change a timeline, change an event in your life, and that affects where you are today. And how can and they tell me? Are they warning me, or they just take yeah. a fraction yeah. out of the They'll way like, that that, yeah. that, that you're, would? You're, you're about to get on a bus, and somebody bumps into you, and you miss that bus, and that changes everything. Or oh. they, it could have happened to you already. They blow up the know. bus, and it doesn't even show up. Something like that. Yeah. Stop, stop messing with me, Morgan. I'm telling you, man. It That's happened already. And it's funny because I love that stuff too, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe this is real. And I think one crazy thing about this, too, is I'd go to Dan every week and be like, you know that these wormholes that you talked about are actually in this book series called Miss Peregrine's, like Home for Blaterial Children, and it's in other media. He goes, I didn't know that. I'm like, you do realize that your tie back to this also relates to this movie. He goes, I've never seen that movie. And I'm like, (laughs) and how are you under – he's like, I just go on runs, and it's whatever my brain tells me. And I'm like, who is telling you this stuff, Dan? Like – no, I, I have the same experience with him. I'm like, you know, Dan, have you ever seen this? There's something in our show that reminded me of this. It's a similar. He goes, oh no, I don't watch anything else because I don't want any outside influences and things like that. And so, but you know, as sci-fi fans, I think that theme, the theme of reaching back in the past to change your future and to change things and and superficial, you know, super powerful creatures that can affect things or you know, super evil and it, we have a lot of evil and a lot of good. But what scares me there, though, is what scares me there is as a nerd, and let's get into scientific. But if you go into the past and you want to start changing timelines, 
now, uh, uh, you know, going a la, uh, a la Flash and DC Multiverse type stuff, are we creating ultimate timelines now? Are there going to mm-hmm. be multiple Almegas, multiple Charles and Morgans all over the place? What's going yeah. on here? That's something we talk about in the show, that there are really, there's the historical past, that's that one timeline, but then in the second timeline, somebody interferes, some creature interferes with this, and then the timeline changes, and then there's a third one where they try to change something, and another creature stops them. So, so does all every three are timeline the same way, a new yeah. world? I don't know if every timeline creates a new world, but it definitely creates a wrinkle in time, you know, it, it creates an alternate reality. Oof. So... Oof. We got our reality and then parallel reality. Look how deep this is, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't smoke. Yeah. If you smoke weed during this, you guys are going to get so lost. Don't blame me. Nope. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because I was, again, watching it the other day with my boyfriend, and I literally realized that I don't think I get kidnapped in my world, Charlie. I think I top timelines. I, I was thinking about that because I was like, then how am I, how do I know you? Because I'm asking questions about all this stuff because it's a new world, and I'm pretty sure that Claire tops timelines. Ah, really I like it. that. And it's even, even the people who are in this are just like, wait. <laughs> We're starting to figure it out now. We don't know what's yes. going on. We oh, man, look at it. And this is what we're discovering. Dan, oh, look man. at it. The more that can be attached to this is just insane, I especially if people who, like, like this stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys follow the Five Nights at Freddy's lore, but that is also incredibly <laughs> insane. And just the people who have been a part of the process, like the fans have also added to it, it could be the same thing. I love it. I love it. You guys are bringing so many different pop culture references into this amazing project you guys are doing with Dan. And I can't, you know, Dan, you got to come on next. We've had your access. Now you got to come on. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> right, blast them, blast them. So everybody, you gotta talk. You know, you guys have been awesome. You know, I mean, I don't want to keep you much longer because you're about to hit an hour. But you guys have been amazing, great energy, and and I love to see the passion you have behind this project. So before we go today, start with Charlie because he's the vet in the game <laughs> first. I mean, any advice for any up and coming, you know, people that are trying to also get into the game? Absolutely, you know, just um. Follow your passion. Think about what inspires you in life. And as an actor, as a performer, what speaks to you on the inside? Because people, you know, like different things. And, you know, this is a sci-fi show and we're sci-fi lovers. And so if that inspires you, try to find filmmakers and and other people that can help you achieve those goals. And if it's athletics or hosting or anything you want, because – the entertainment industry has so many different lanes that you can run down. Think about what you're passionate about and then pursue it, and you'll get there one day. Ooh, I love it. So how about you, Morgan, because you, you are the, the rookie in the biz. You're stepping in. You're kicking ass, you know, murdering everybody. What up? You know what I mean? What type of advice you got? Just ask for what you want. Um if somebody says no, it's not your door to open. There will be plenty of other people who will want to hear your amazing ideas. I literally just got shot down. I actually didn't get shot down. I got asked to be with them. But a talent agency who I didn't entirely agree with, but I got in the car and I was like, you know, just because I they don't really like me, I also don't have to like them. So just realize who you are 
and just keep going and find those pools of people to work with. And I've heard that as long as you just keep plugging away and just doing what you do and keep true to yourself, you'll end up there eventually. Right, Charlie? That's right. (laughs) And look at this show. This was Dan's vision, and he's like, I'm just going to make it. You know, he didn't have a studio or – I was going to say, it doesn't matter how small the project. Like, don't think that you have to go after big projects. Like, do what you are passionate about. Like, I don't know. I love this project. It's the truth, man. Definitely follow your passion because when you follow your passion, you really are giving more than 100% to it. And it will really show because passion supersedes anything, for real. And it really does, you know, be on display, real talk. I mean, even I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about sharing projects by independent creators like Dan, working with people like yourselves that are, you know, working hard to achieve, you know, certain goals in life. So you guys inspire me, fire me up. So thank you, you know, giving you your flowers, both of you. Thanks for being brave and bold. You, you too. Know, I to, love to, working to share with you. that. You know, you guys are amazing for, you know, Thanks, sh- sharing of yourselves. That's a hard thing. So any haters, just give them the middle finger salute and just ask them, are you willing to do this? Get the F out of here, you know? That's all you got to tell them because y'all, y'all, y'all doing the real. So thank you for entertaining me. I appreciate it. Put a smile on my faces. You know what I mean? Hey! Charles Morgan, you guys rock. Yo, please, once again, yo, here we go, here we go. Library theaters, they jeeves fries me up with them giraffes. I mean, that really was crazy. I've never seen a giraffe anthropomorphic, uh, so that was pretty fucking cool. There we go. (laughs) And there's so many more creatures, and it just gets so involved. Like, just check it out. I can't wait. So, folks, there you go. You know when you check it out? You check it out right there at darktime.com. All right, you know you gotta follow the socials on TikTok and Twitter, all right? At Dan Tachyon, you know that's Big Dan, the big homie right there that's putting this wonderful project together, putting these amazing people together to create this wonderful project. Please also make sure to follow Charlie on Instagram at C Venturi. Wepa, all right? Then of course follow Morgan, yo, 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 again Morgan, Morgan. I don't know what this is destiny. <laughs> Destiny. So much All stuff right? on it. Let me tell you, you know, it's MTP cosplay with three Y's. Instagram at o underscore my underscore mo twenty seven. But with the cosplay, I see your cosplay. What's your favorite cosplay, Morgan? So, I actually got to be Harley because I know I know every girl wants to be Harley. I know everyone wants to be Harley. But let mm-hmm. me just let me just say. I have the energy for her and the sanity and the intelligence. But anyway, I got to be Harley Quinn because um, <laughs> I used to work for ShopRite, and they gave me the opportunity to create a superhero breakfast where I got to be Harley Quinn and this other guy got to be the Joker. And I got to create – I got to make the managerial offices into Arkham City. Oh, and dope. I got to be on the Cheerios box for it. I have oh, it in my shit. living room. So, um, that is you should have had that box right here. You better send me a picture of that so I can I add it to the post. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she is one of my favorites. But the little sisters from um, Bioshock were also one of my favorites. I got to be featured on the creator's Instagram because I was just like, I love you guys so much. Oh, this is great. Check you out. Morgan, a woman up to my heart over here. Big pop culture fan. I appreciate it. But both of you, though, Charles, Morgan, you know, thank you for coming on and talking to me today about your amazing project, your journey, 
You guys are amazing. God bless you. Check out my homie, Daniel. He got this great project. I can't wait to see this, you know, go beyond where it's at. Now I'm going to see this on Netflix or Hulu somewhere someday, even on the big screen where I'll pay some top dollar in a nice little chair. I mean, oh, shit, I, I spoke to her. Isn't that awesome? I spoke to her. Yay. Those are my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's me, gente. Uepa. Gente. Done, yo. Yeah, yes, bro, sir. I love it. So with that, folks, you know what to do. My auto tells you everything to do, yo. Please make sure to follow. I'm going to show it one more time. I can't help it. I got to do it one more time. So make sure to follow <laughs> Dark Time, D-A-R-K-T-Y-M-E dot com. You know, uh, go to the socials at Dan Takion, D-A-N-T-A-C-H-Y-O-N. You know, and then on Twitter is D-A-N underscore T-A-C-H-Y-O-N. All right, please follow Charlie on C-V-N-T-O-R-U-I, Venturi, and Morgan on MT Cosplay with three Ys, and Instagram at O underscore my dot O. I got to put the phrase always, oh my. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. You you, you make me react to the name, oh my, 27. Before I even text you, oh my, god damn, you got me with the motion. Morgan, how dare you? All right, but with that, I'm out, Mega. You know, I'll tell you what to do. Much love. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 